Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Ross Garrison, not Jordan Pace. <laughs> How's it feel? You're back in the driver's seat. Uh, it feels great. Um, it's been a long time. I've been really uh, wanting to be back in the driver's seat. I know Jordan has done a horrible job um, this year with uh, hosting uh, the podcast, so it's good to be back for the for the last podcast. Um, you know, they they always say, save the best for last. And, that's right. Uh, that's absolutely the truth in this situation. Yeah, so. so this is the end of our weekly podcast um, for the fantasy season, and we'll be going monthly after this. But uh, this is episode 44. Uh, do you know any famous 44s off the top of your head? Oh, I've got a good one. Uh, one that you, nobody's going to think of, but Dallas Clark. Uh, really? Tied in for the Indianapolis Colts. Really? Yeah, Okay. 44. I've got uh, George Gervin, Iceman. Oh, yeah. He was one. one. And Hank Aaron. Oh, that's the most. That's probably, that's probably the best. That's yeah. the biggest. Yeah. Uh, so, Hank Aaron, uh, 44. So, uh, how you been doing? How did your fantasy leagues go? Uh, well, I mean, it, it was horrible pretty much. But I was, <laughs> I was in two leagues. Um, they were uh, pretty horrible. Got beaten first round of both playoffs. Um uh, but I was really excited that I actually made the playoffs um, in our league, this league. Yeah, um, take take me back to that because uh, I, I was I was sitting right here. It was uh, it was pretty unbelievable. So I, I I randomly get on Facebook, and the very first thing on my Facebook feed is um, Greg Greg yeah. Greg posting uh, the stat correction, and I couldn't believe it at first. And the first thing I do is I called Zach. And he was, you were in shock. Yeah. And uh, we talked about it for a little while. And then my brother yeah. calls me, and uh, he was going crazy. Um, he was give us give us an example of, of Reed going crazy because we haven't heard. Yeah, yeah. He was like much emotion. So uh, I get off the phone with, with Zach, and then I look at my phone, and my brother's calling. And he goes, "Hey, hey, hey! Did did you see? Did you see?" And I was like, "Yes, Reed. Yes, uh, I saw. Uh, I saw what happened, Marge." Um, <laughs> And, uh, uh, and he was like, it, "It was supposed to happen. It was. It was the Lord. It was the Lord." Doing oh this. my um, gosh! It was. It was the Lord. <laughs> and so, uh, and he was really, he was really excited to see some of the comments. I think, uh, uh, I think Zach, you posted something, or somebody posted something about Reed, and uh, maybe it was Pace. oh the Photoshop I did. Yes, the, yeah, yes. the Photoshop. Yeah. He really liked that. Um, but uh, that's but, some of my better work. But sure. um, it was only lived for a few days because yeah. then we. Uh, Ended up losing, and uh, it was a pretty rough, rough loss. I thought we may could might could have, uh, should have won, but we didn't. Yeah. So. so, would you say Reed enjoyed his his year? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He, thought, he uh, I was pretty impressed. He made some pretty big decisions this year uh, that uh, turned out uh, pretty yeah. good. So, well, I thought y'all did good. Um, but anyway, so this is episode forty-four, and we are going to be checking on the new champion. Yeah, it's the Gall. biggest the biggest thing that happened. Yeah, Jeff uh, Gall, brand new champion. Yeah, and we'll be giving uh, him a call here in just a minute. We'll also check in with Jake, mm. uh, who's been MIA for a little bit, the uh, Ice Bucket champion, if you will. <laughs> so we are looking forward to hearing about that, and then we've got some end of the season awards for some of the fantasy players, and then we will go over some nominations for next season. Uh, for changes that you guys would like to see uh, in our league. But um, anyways, let's go ahead and, and talk about Jeff winning the fantasy championship. Um, did you keep up with it at all? Were you watching any of those games or anything? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. I couldn't believe, um, I mean, he he had some pretty big, big-time guys go off. Uh, Antonio Brown, obviously. I mean, I think he, he got over 25 points for him. Yeah. I mean, that was 
That was unbelievable. I didn't get to watch as much um, due to the holidays, but I was I was on the road a lot. I didn't get to keep up, but uh, once I saw Tyreek Hill get yeah, the, that, that unbelievable, yeah, I mean, unbelievable. He, uh, he might he might be. I think we're gonna talk about this later, but he's probably the. Uh, the pickup of the of the century, maybe. Oh my goodness, yeah. So, anyways, we've got Jeff Gall with us. Jeff, you there? I'm here. Jeff, congratulations! Congratulations, champion. How's it feel? On uh, top of the world, feels great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, at what point did you feel comfortable um, beating us in the championship? Was it after the Tyree Kill touchdown? Well, that was nice. It happened, in, I think, in the first quarter, and his plays are usually big, so I think it was like a 70-yard run. So, I mean, that's a quick 13 points. Um, he didn't do much the rest of the game. Yeah. You know, it's kind of obvious when he's in the game that, that he might get the ball. So, that does happen sometimes. And uh, uh, But up against H&M Industries, now there, there was no comfort, not with Ezekiel uh, Elliott going Monday night. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't get to watch much of the games. I'm not sure if Brian did. We uh, haven't got a chance to really talk about it yet, but... Um, so, Tyreek Hill gets the the touchdown, and at that point, I thought we might have a shot. I was trying to keep up with my yeah. phone. Um, we were doing Christmas with Sarah's family at that time, and uh, once Tyreek Hill ran that in, as I was saying before, I was like, "It's destiny. It's destiny for the Gauls. When the Gauls have a returner, as in when Rob won the the championship, I don't know, maybe five six years ago, he had uh, Devin Hester who got hot." Yeah. And was running back touchdown. So, uh, Jeff, I think it has something to do when the Gauls get a really good returner on their team. It's just, it's destiny. It could be your year. How do you feel about that? Well, it's interesting. You do use the word destiny. Uh, I was sitting on a little bit of secret information through most of the year. I figure it's probably a good time to reveal it now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Uh, if I had a breaking news little yeah. uh, sound thing, this would be it. Go ahead. Yeah, sometime during the summer, I came across a book at Goodwill. Um, paid a dollar for it. Um, called uh, ancient Chinese astrology. What? <laughs> so apparently, every twelve years is your lucky year. Oh! And so lo and behold, if you're born in 1980, as I am, <laughs> oh, 2016 man. is your year. <laughs> oh, so I go man. into the draft pick, and I get the first overall pick. Now, what's the odds of that? One in fourteen chances. You know, like six percent. Wow. This is unbelievable. Well, maybe there's something to this. But then, first overall in the regular season. Wow, that's true. Which is it's pretty good, but when you combine those two together, that's even more impressive. So, Man. Uh, once I made it to the playoffs, I figured, um, you know, it was just, just meant to be. That's unbelievable. So, a, a book at Goodwill. A book determined your f- f- fantasy football destiny. Unbelievable. Uh, Jeff, I've well, heard... It was going to happen anyway, but I, at least I was aware of it. Jeff, there's a conspiracy theory out there that there's been a, a private Goss uh, celebratory party. Um, is this true? There's there's rumor that it was you and Chase and Rob all partying, throwing down pizzas, and uh, Rob was just eating tons of candy. Is this true? Can you comment on this? Um, well, you know, if we were together in a room, it would probably be some hello, maybe a handshake, and uh, you know. Uh, short how are you doing <laughs> uh, so, so uh, I don't know if you got the right image in mind there nah I don't know if I believe it I don't uh, know if I believe about that yeah but uh, so did Rob tell you congratulations or anything any emotion were there tears of happiness take us to that uh, moment please 
Um, it was a couple of days after. Um, caught him getting into his car, headed towards the gym. Yeah, I, I didn't give a congratulations. It, it was a driveway to driveway conversation, so we were kind of oh, there was no a little bit. no hug or high five or anything like that. Just driveway to driveway. Oh no, we understand each other. Oh, uh, good enough to know that emotion is not always necessary. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Um, are you still playing on eBay and off the jersey? Have you decided oh, on the jersey? On eBay? Yeah, did you hear this? He's putting it on eBay. We're going to put it on eBay. Resell. Why? Well, well, probably, yes, but not, not for a while. Oh. I mean, you so, want to go with a player that's young, that, that, you know, the jersey has relevance, you know, for, gotcha. for some extended time. So have you decided so, yet yeah, on the jersey? That's a big question. Yeah, I'd like to go with Dak Prescott. All right. Oh. Dak Prescott, okay. And then you're going to put it on eBay. He's going to put it on eBay down the road. Yeah, I figure... I figure going. Uh, go ahead and put that in now before it wins the Super Bowl. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll just have to keep a look on eBay. Yeah, for that, I guess so. You know, down the road. Uh, so, Jeff, take us back to when you picked up Tyreek Hill because I remember you've had him on your roster for a while, um, and I remember seeing him on your roster and just thinking, you know, a Kansas City wide receiver. I don't even care to even know anything about this person. You know. Um, so take us back to that moment you picked him up, like. Why did you pick him up? What was uh, the moment that made you do that? Yeah, that's true. When you think about Kansas City wide receivers, you, you, if you're lucky, you come up with Jeremy Macklin. After that, you know, it's, it's nobody. They don't throw to the wide receivers. And they definitely don't throw touchdown passes to the wide receivers. Travis Kelsey and nobody else. Um, yeah, it was probably one of those uh, extended looks when you, you're looking for some help. You want to use every spot on your roster, even if not for to help you out but just so nobody else has that particular player right and then you were pleasantly surprised as he just kept racking up the points then yeah he never had less than eight points and I was thinking this is a this is a Rob Gall type of player yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely I really thought Uh, yeah go ahead go ahead he hasn't been as active Rob has on the on the waiver wire this year right Um, but the one time he did come over to the house to watch a football game it was when then Kansas City was playing Oakland, and I believe he came over specifically just to watch Tyreek in action. Oh, that, that he had thirty points. Does not surprise me. So I, I really. Yeah, I really thought we had a shot at um, pulling a comeback when Tyreek was going. I just thought there was a shot Denver could shut him down, and then I get like some Sports Center notification, watch, watch, telling me to watch Tyreek run a seventy-yard touchdown. Yeah. I was like. Thing. Have you? Did you ever at any point throughout the season kind of feel bad because he's a pretty horrible person? <laughs> That's true. Um, like I he, didn't know a lot about his about his past. I, I, I didn't even know the name. Before, like he should be in jail. Uh, I'm pretty sure. But, um, yeah, you know we uh, we're fancy point collectors, so, and <laughs> you know sometimes the dirtier clean, they still count the same. Uh, Jeff, take us back to trading for Brandon Marshall during the season for your. This upcoming season's uh, sixth-round pick, how do you feel about that? Was it worth it? Um, just take us back to that moment. Oh, yeah, that was the night of the Brian Hoyer injury. Jake yes. Was, um, it was a dark you know, day. Uh, it must have been a terrible day for Jake. Yeah. yeah so we, we decided, the two of us, that we would make CMV fancy football history and execute the trade. And it wasn't, it wasn't very smooth. I mean, we had several trial and error. Uh, you sand, I sand. It wasn't going through this. Next year's draft pick, I ended up having to swap picks. Yeah. So I, I didn't really just get him out of the way. I also got his 
last round pick. Right, yeah, yeah. But do you... Uh, so I'll have big money third round. Does it kind of sting just a little bit, the way Brandon Marshall turned out? Yeah, I don't even know if I started him uh, maybe one week. Uh, but it, it was a depth, a depth pick. And then, you know, the same way, you use your roster so nobody else has that guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know... Uh, impressed this year that you stuck with Tyrod Taylor the whole year. He had his ups and downs. Um, and then this last week he gives he gives you the best Christmas present of all and throws out his uh, season-high fantasy point game. Um, so I, I'm surprised you're not getting a Tyrod Taylor jersey, honestly. <laughs> well, there is some issue about his future at Buffalo. Right, um, yeah. You know that that'd be the definition of trying not to do with the jersey immediately. That's you know, true. That's a good well. point. Yeah, the Bills fired Rex Ryan, so I don't know if well, it'll be interesting to see what they do at the quarterback position. Uh, if he is there with the Bills next year, do you see yourself um, welcoming back Tyrod Taylor to your team? I think so. You know, most of the year he didn't have Sammy Watkins, and um, I think his tight end maybe been hurt some. Um, yeah, I mean his nickname's T Mobile, so if you can get a running quarterback. Doesn't make a lot of turnovers. Yeah. Um, Those extra rushing touchdowns, an extra point, you know, the rushing yards. Um, So I'm always interested in a running quarterback. All right. So, Jeff, let's say you have the first overall pick next year. Obviously, you're not going to be taking Tyrod Taylor, but will you be taking Antonio Brown again if you were to get the first overall pick? Probably wouldn't happen that way. So, But I might purposely pick the fourth pick if I had the first choice. Okay. Antonio. Okay. The top three picks have got to be David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, in and some order. Yeah. Over choice about which one goes first, second, or third. Right. Okay. Um, Jeff, before we let you go, do you have any advice for those in the league who have not won a championship yet? Is there any advice you can give them? Yes, I do. Do not select a quarterback early. <laughs> do not select a quarterback early. All right. So there you have it. Your uh, 2016 CMB Fantasy Football Champion. Uh, Jeff Gall. Jeff, congrats, and congrats. and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks a lot, and thanks to everybody. Um, you know, seeing the year through, continuing to update the players, and by weeks, we had a good season. That's right. Good All right. To next year. All right, thanks, Jeff. We'll see you. See you. All right, so there was a champion. Well, that's CMB champion right there. Right. Um, one thing I wanted to go over, I didn't get to, to ask him, but... I wondered if he had any nominations for changes for the league next year. Have you been seeing that Facebook thread that we have? Yeah, uh, I've actually got that pulled up. There's um, only the only part of people that really commented on that is is Kevin and and Jake. Jake. Yeah. And uh, just to reiterate, we are doing uh, nominations on Facebook. So if you, if there's something that you want to have everybody vote on, we're going to nominate it on the thread on Facebook. And everybody will be educated there, and we are only going to pick five things for people to be uh, to, to vote on, basically. So we're not just kind of throwing out topics and people not knowing much about it, and then and voting. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and read, 
Go ahead and read uh, Kevin's, and we're going to get to Jake's. Jake can explain his later in a phone call. Okay. Um, Kevin proposed uh, that we um, do a two-day waiting period waiting period on trades with the league having the power to veto a trade. However, instead of a simple majority to overturn a trade, uh, it would take eight out of 12 other teams uh, voting to uh, decline the trade. In this way, if if this, in this way, if there is a trade viewed uh, to be, I don't know what the word is, egregious, yeah, by that by that many of the league, it should not be allowed to happen. So pretty much, what he's saying is a two day waiting period to veto a trade. Right. Yeah. So um, this is just I'm gonna have to just shoot this one down. It's not gonna happen. We did this back in the day. This is probably before Kevin actually joined our league. And we used to have it where you could, um, if so many people clicked the veto button in the league, if it was like majority, more than half, then just straight up got vetoed. Like that's how how it was. Then they did a thing where uh, you could pay and a Yahoo professional fantasy um, evaluator or whatever would look at the trade and make a decision. decision and you could, you could send your complaint to him and tell him why you thought it was unfair, but... Ultimately, this this person that we don't know made the final call, and then uh, it just got bad. People were just vetoing trades just because. Just, yeah, and I, don't, I don't. I think that we shouldn't do that because of that. I think the majority of people are just going to veto a trade because uh, they think they don't. They just don't want you to do it. And right. I think that um, there's not any fun in that. I think that you know people get upset, and get mad because all the time because so many trades happen. But I think that's part of fantasy football. I think that's um, you know ultimately. That's what fantasy football is, is making trades. That's what makes it fun, in my opinion. Right. So I think that having some kind of veto system uh, just takes the fun out of it because I feel like everybody is going to end up ultimately vetoing right. uh, every trade. It, it doesn't end well. We've been there, um, and we moved on from it, and it's been great ever since. I wish there was a good way to do some sort of system like that, but it just does not exist. Uh, we're all adults, and if you make a trade then uh, that's your business. As long as it's not just something absolutely ridiculous, um, then we would step in and veto that. But I don't think anybody in our league is going to do such a thing. But, yeah, we could talk about trades all day. Um, And obviously, I mean, we're the evil empire when it comes to trades um, either way. So... It's but, just, ulti- but I mean, ultimately, it's it's that person's decision. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly. And I, mean, I think there's a difference in you know just if you're having a horrible year and you start throwing throwing players out to people for nothing. I think that's I think that's a problem. But I think that um, if you're being competitive, then there's no need to have somebody try to veto. Oh yeah, uh, a trade. Yeah, there were trades this year where I thought somebody was getting the better end, and Brian thought somebody else was getting. Yeah. You know, he thought the complete opposite of me. So. Um, but anyways, that's just not – we will not vote on that. That's just not going to be an option because we've done that before in our league um, and it did not work out whatsoever. So uh, yeah. that will not be the option. What else we got? Uh, Kevin White also, he said, I propose that the draft order be determined by the previous year's order of finish with the last place team getting to choose which drafting spot they want, saying in sequence until the winner of the last season gets the slot uh, not chosen by anyone else. So basically <sighs> – the reverse order of the standings. Um, yes. So if you come in last, but I mean, if you come in last, then you get first pick. I don't. I mean, that gives you motivation to finish last. Exactly. That's. And, I mean, we can vote on this if you want to, but that gives all the more reason for somebody. You know, like Jake, he just decided, hey, I'm done. It middle middle way through yeah. the season, and he started the fire sale of trading players for draft picks. Yeah. 
I don't want that to happen in our league. I want us to be as competitive as possible. Yeah. Um, Grant, I mean, Jake did still try to make his team competitive. He did not quit. But at the same time, his team lost a lot of firepower, and they were not as good as they would have been, obviously. Um, but And I, mean, I know there's a problem with people like showing up and to the when we figure out who's picking in what position. I know that's a that's been a problem over the past few years, or at least right. since I've been in the league. I know that's been a problem, but um, I still like the way we do it because it gives everybody uh, the opportunity. Um, it doesn't matter if how you did last year. Um, I think I think it's a I think it's a good a great way the way we do it. Right. Yeah. And this year we're going to be doing uh, FaceTime or Skype, and we're going yeah. to go. We'll be here probably at our house where we have good internet. Yeah. And uh, so. You have to make for put forth the effort to be at the pre-draft meeting, whether you are there physically or whether you are there, yeah. you know, virtually by you know somebody's cell phone or something. You have to make forth the the effort to at least show up. And those that don't, whether it's for whatever reason, then you're put in a separate pool, and that's only fair to those that are putting forth the effort to be there. So um, I know in the past we made it where you, you had to be there as mandatory and all that, but now. Um, you know, for the out-of-town managers, you at least got to FaceTime in. We're not going to make you drop there because obviously that's just ridiculous. But uh, we need you to to FaceTime. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that's um, just a part of the league, so I don't think that. Yeah. So we can vote on this uh, if you guys want to. My opinion, though, is I- I'm not in favor of it. I don't want anybody to be like, man, forget it. I'm just going to get first uh, priority, or I guess second priority if we do the the pick'em thing. Hey, did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. What? So. The other thing, if you guys had not heard, is uh, Brian came up with the idea of for Lee Pickham next year. Um, if you finish in first, then you get to decide where you're going to yeah. pick next year in the draft first overall. <laughs> and then after that, we would draw everybody from a hat. So um, that's something that we may do. I'm in favor of that. I think that would make league pick them a lot of fun, very competitive. Maybe we should do that next year, though. We should start that next oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, because I do pick them. So. Yeah. Uh, and. This year, the final, I think the final is I beat Matt by one point in league pick'em. You're the pick'em champ. I'm the pick'em champ. The pick'em profit. Pick'em profit. But, uh, so, yeah, we wouldn't do it this year. Uh, we would start that next year, give everybody plenty of notification, and you would know that you need yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think I like that um, rather yeah. than last to first. So, anyways, we'll be discussing those um, in the podcast to come. I'm sure we'll have more nominations and stuff like that, but we'll be picking just five of those to actually vote on. So, be sure to post those on Facebook. And it would be best if you guys do that while it's fresh on your mind before we kind of um, take some time away from fantasy football and you kind of forget things. So uh, be sure to post that if you can. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is doing keepers. Yeah. I haven't posted it yet. I think keepers would be a lot of fun in our league. We, we would start off with one. Um, and then every year there's a, a three-year or a three-round escalator. So if you drafted somebody in the ninth round, the next year you keep them is going to be your sixth round pick and then it keeps going so until you're out of rounds basically so you couldn't keep them forever but you know eventually uh, and there'd be some more uh, technicalities to that that we would come up with but I, I think keepers would be a lot of fun just to give it a shot um, to see how it would go do you have anything you want to nominate I like the keepers that's something I've thought about uh, for a while um, besides that though nothing but I think that I've, I've been in several different leagues where we've done keep, uh, keepers and I think it's it's a lot of fun I think it's uh, I, think, I think it's something that we should try Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and call in Jake, and Jake can explain his nomination real quick while we're on this topic. Yeah, let's let's do that. Um, so let's get Jake in. Man, what's going on? 
So uh, tell us what happened last week. Where were you? We thought we had you on the the podcast, and you pulled a Sean Kemp on us. What happened? I was uh, rapping presents. I totally forgot all about it. Rapping presents. Okay. Wow. Um, so that's not a bad excuse. Yeah, I guess that's that, a good one, but it's not a bad one. Did you get anything good for Christmas? Uh, let's see. I don't know. I just got like a bunch of small stuff. Nothing really, nothing really big. I don't need anything. I'm 32 years old. You know, I, I don't need. You're a grown man. You're 32. Hey, did you? Uh, exactly. I'm, I'm <laughs> did you uh, win any of your other fantasy leagues? Did you get a championship in yeah, any other I, leagues? Yeah, yeah, I did. I won my work league, and we have a trophy and everything. Oh man! I, uh, two weeks ago, yeah. So two weeks ago, I picked up Ty Montgomery off of uh, free agency in that league, and that was a week that he just like went off for 150 yards and like two touchdowns. Yeah. So I ended up winning. I ended up winning that week, and then uh, that put me in the championship game. And I picked up that Adam Thielen guy off the Vikings. Oh my gosh! Did you start him this past and week? I ended up, yeah, and I started him. Oh my gosh! So I, I made like two huge. Uh, pickups and then played them. That, I had Le'Veon too, so I mean, I oh man, no, that feeling guy. I was just thinking, even if I had him on our, our team, I don't think I would have had the guts to start that guy, and then he goes off like that. That's unbelievable. Yeah, because Stephon Diggs wasn't doing too well, so he he was kind of he kind of been the go to guy the last few weeks. Yeah, that feeling guy though, it seems like he's taking over or something. I have no idea. What do you get like two hundred something yards and double digit receptions? Is that right? 200 yards. Oh, man. 11 receptions or something, and then two touchdowns. That wow. Insane. Well, and I only won by like six points. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, good for you. Um, so, the the main reason that we're calling is we want to know when the ice bucket is going to fall. Do you have any uh, information that you would like to share with the league? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen before, I guess, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Is that the deadline? Yes. Yeah, it'll, it'll happen before then. I need to have a good. I'm gonna do it via like a video. Okay. I want to put like I want to put like a uh, like an edited video together. What it's free software I could use. Uh, Pretty simple. Not the just something I can use to like splice some clips and. Yeah, I'm not really uh, you know, sure. Something like that. Maybe talk to Chase. He he would have a good idea on that. If yeah. It's, if it's uh, if you have a yeah, Mac, I'll I know they have like iMovie or something that's for free. But did you hear my idea about Facebook Live? Doing it on Facebook Live? Oh no, I, I didn't even hear it. Oh, you I get to listen to the podcast. Oh, okay, okay. You need to do this on Facebook Live. I think it would be awesome. And then you'll get all these live viewers. I might even make it an event and sponsor it, so we'll get even more viewers. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably that's probably easier. Actually, I, I personally think that should be the way we do it from now on. Just to have more people watching it, it would be hilarious. Just do a Facebook Live. Anybody can view that wants to, and you just say that you came in last place, and somebody dumps the ice book on you, or the ice bucket. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I can definitely get uh, somebody to do that. Okay, uh, I like it. I like I got, it. So, I got, so Facebook Live, it is then. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that, that sounds pretty good. Okay, all right. So, uh, Jake, kind of going back, uh, looking back at the year in review for the league, 
um, throughout this podcast. We're doing some end-of-the-year awards and stuff like that. Um, do you know the very first transaction of this season for our league, what it was? Do you know what the very first transaction was? Talking about a trade or a... No, no, no. Just like a, a free ad drop trade, the very first move of our league. It was on September 5th at 9.01 p.m., and you made this move. What? Uh, it was the very first one. Yep. Uh, I dropped Brandon McManus. That is it. You dropped Brandon McManus. Oh. You were doomed. I remember that. You were doomed from the start for doing such a thing to McManus. That's absolutely not. No, that's where it all started. I figured it out. You're welcome. You were doomed from the start from dropping McManus. Had you not dropped McManus, maybe uh, Brian Hoyer would not have got got hurt in that game, and you would have uh, gone on to win the championship. Who knows? Oh man, that was that was a bad night. I remember that night clearly when uh, I just yeah, on my team. Yes, it was like literally right after Hoyer went down. I said, "Screw this! <laughs> uh, I'm trading picks." <laughs> Yeah, so how, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about going into the upcoming draft with uh, extra six, eight, and nine round pick? How does that feel? Oh, I, I, feel, I feel great about it. The thing is, is I was one day at least try to get like 13 plays so I didn't have to do the ice bucket and I could still, you know, get my pick. So I was legitimately trying, even after I tanked my team, to just get 13. Oh, yeah. And I only came up like, one win, and I think it was against Richard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My team was terrible. I think the highest draft pick you got was with Jeff, who won the league. Which but you, yeah, it was for Brandon Marshall for a round a round six pick for Brandon Marshall, who he, like he never even used after that. Exactly. He that dude was awful. Yeah. Like he was okay. But uh, I think Pro Football Focus graded him as like one of the worst wide receivers as far as like how many targets did he got. He yeah. was terrible this year. Yeah, yeah, he was. That whole the whole Jets team was a mess. It was awful. Um, so, so last year you were preaching, you know, wide receivers going in the first round a lot. What do you think after this year? You yeah. think it's going to be different? I'm telling you, uh, this year was like a total uh, reversal of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, you got guys like Avion and Zeke and David Johnson who are all, you know, legitimate first-round picks, and they all were awesome. And then, like, even Julio Jones, like, he was, you know, one of the better Rodgers receivers, and he's hurt during the playoffs. Yeah. So, like, Antonio Brown, you know, had a great year, but it wasn't the stellar season that he had last year. I felt like there's just a lot of mid-tier wide receivers that you could have gotten in the yeah. seventh or eighth round who were pretty good. Yep. So maybe next year it's uh, it might flop back to the running backs. Yeah, there's so many uh, four or five really good running backs now. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be running backs mixed up, mixed in at the very front of the draft. Um, let's say you have the first overall pick next year. Who would you be taking number number one overall? Oh, you know this. Who? Antonio Brown. Come on, he's my guy. Who? Antonio yeah. Brown. I was, yeah. I was, Okay, let's let's have this scenario then. You've got the first overall pick, and the next Madden game comes out, and Antonio Brown is on the cover. Are you going to be drafting him? 
touching him if he's dude it could happen he could be on the cover it could happen it very well could be but man i really wouldn't mind drafting like uh, oh. the, that guy is amazing. oh yeah i don't know if you were watching the game were you watching the game the other night when he dove into the end zone from like the seven yard line no i didn't get to watch much of the he's championship like game Superman. yeah that dude was flying like literally flying through the air for a touchdown is this Levy on bell Le'Veon? Is that who you're talking about? No, Zeke. Oh, Zeke. Zeke. Yeah, I didn't see that either. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, all right, so if Madden's, if Antonio Brown's on the cover of Madden, you're taking him number one overall. Do you believe in the Madden curse, though, with Gronk this past year with uh, Pace? Who was, who was on the cover? It was Gronk. That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. That... Antonio never gets hurt. That guy is as reliable. Oh my as he gosh! Can. Well, he's good. I, 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 I don't know. I, I would really have to think about it. Yeah, you're going to you're going to pump the brakes. Yeah, if he's on the Madden cover, it's over. All right, Jake. Before we let you go, uh, I wanted you to just have the floor just to explain the nomination that you put on the thread on Facebook uh, for changes for next year. I know you nominated a uh, free agent buck kind of proposition again so um just kind of explain that to everybody listening and and how you think that could benefit the league so i think that it would create more interest in the waiver wire i think people would be a little more careful about who they pick instead of just picking up and dropping people like you know pick somebody up and drop them just for the heck of it yeah uh it gets rid of that it it makes the waiver wire i think a little more quality because, like, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel in our league. And so I had always kind of proposed for maybe, you know, reduce the roster size by one or two. So that would allow, you know, anywhere from 14 to 28 legitimate pickups on the waiver wire each week. But if you do the uh, the waiver system, you know, it gives people who, you know, aren't going to sit there and watch the games all Sunday and then pick up the person who's, who gets hurt or, you know, the backup like Brad did. Yeah. Like, it gives you the opportunity to, you know, kind of say, hey, if I'm not going to be watching the games on Sunday and Monday night, well, Tuesday night, I'm good, and I can kind of go through and strategize who I'm going to pick. Yeah. And let's say that let's say that somebody's uh, star running back got hurt, and their backup is, like, the number one, you know, waiver, waiver guy. So you know that, that the owner of that running back is probably going to pay a lot of money. Right, and so you can like kind of drive up the price on it too. Yeah, the main thing yeah, I, I just think is I, I think it's kind of fun to put in like a silent auction type bid, and then we could really discuss a lot of those moves on the podcast too. Oh you yeah. Know, well, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe you know spending five bucks on this guy, but Jeff, you know, he's probably going to spend fifteen, and you, know, I just think it'd be fun. Oh yeah. And we could try it for like the first two weeks. I don't know. I don't know if you can change the settings in season like that, but. Maybe like, you know, week three or four or something, try it, and then, you know, get everybody's opinion on it, and if it sucks, then we'll just go back to it is. Yeah, I don't know if I can change that in the middle of the season. That's the only problem. Um, plus, yeah, th- that would be a, quite the impact for the first two weeks of the season when there's quite the notable um, 
I guess, waiver wire pickups, you could say, you know, during the first two weeks of the season. So that would have a huge impact if we were to switch back and forth. So I don't know. But if we were to do this, I would definitely want to do the free agent uh, buck, I guess, option versus just the waiver wire where you kind of hoard it. You know, a, a waiver wire position and or your priority, and but the only thing I don't like about the waiver wire thing, regardless whether it's free agency or free oh, uh, the free agent bucks or it's a waiver wire, is that people will wake up at two thirty to pick up players that were passed over, and they don't have to spend any money, and they pick them up for free. What's your opinion on that? I've, I've had to do that before. I've, I've done that several times. Yeah. I actually had an alarm clock on my phone. Uh, several times last season in another league yeah. to, uh, to pick up a certain player if they're available. And I think that, like, that's super hardcore. Yeah. At least, you know, if somebody wanted to pick them up off the waivers, they could have done that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it will happen, like, and it becomes even more hardcore. You snooze, you lose. Like, that's it. Yeah. So. At least, at least everybody has the same opportunity to get the free agents because not all of us can just sit there and watch games all day long and then pick up somebody like all the news breaks if somebody else gets hurt. And this, I'm not really, you know, going after Jeff for this, but it's kind of like the anti-Jeff rule. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that he's not going to go for it because he makes a living off a, of, of a, you know, going on the waiver wire. Yep, yeah. All right, well, uh, Jake, thanks for taking the time to talk, and uh, we're looking forward to the ice bucket whenever that may be. Just let us know, and we'll set up the uh, Facebook Live. All right, man. We'll do. All right. We'll see you. Thanks. All right. Happy New Year. All right. So, what do you think about that? What do you think about Jake uh, wanting to do the free agency buck waiver wire? Have you ever have you I've, ever heard of that? I've I'd never even heard of that um, until um, I saw Jake's comment, and I uh, still I don't know that I am completely down for that. I don't know how how that would be. I think that um, it would be it would be interesting. I would say that for sure. Yeah, I think so. it would be interesting. I think, you know, I think doing new things in the leagues are fun. So, I mean, I, I'm not completely opposed to it. Um, I just think it would be a lot different. I mean, it would, it would make the league a lot uh, – I think it would be a little bit more competitive. I think it would be a little bit harder. Um, it would definitely be harder. You'd have to pay a lot more attention uh, to it, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I could be swayed either way, really, on that. Um, I just don't know about the trying it out for two weeks and then going back to the old system if, it, if that wasn't to work because – that's those first two weeks are huge, like I was oh, saying. Absolutely, so. yeah. But uh, let's move on to twenty seventeen. Who are your who who do you think is going to be the top five picks next year? The top five picks. I think I honestly think that Zeke will go number one. You think Zeke? Uh, I think so. I, I know David Johnson is you know is something that he did great this past year, and he's really reliable. Uh, obviously, the past couple years, but I think Zeke is that line. The line in Dallas is unbelievable. Yeah, the offensive line. I just don't think you could. Uh, he's not a bad bet, bet. Um, and I think Bell will be number two, and then I think David Johnson. Really? Um, yeah. And uh, and I think then I think number three that was number was that three? I think number four will be Antonio Brown. Okay. Uh, I don't think I think he'll go. Yeah, kind of uh, like what Jeff was saying. He'd yeah. sit at number four and take him. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I think the top five are going to be in some order: David Johnson, Zeke, Bell, McCoy, and Antonio Brown. In some order. I don't think McCoy, McCoy will be in there. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think. Uh, I just don't think he'll, he'll do He had it. a pretty good year. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Bills this offseason yeah, with the head that, coach. And that's, and, and that's the reason I don't think, because there's so much junk going on with the Bills. I don't think he'll be uh, in the top five. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But, uh, it, you know, as Jake was saying, I think things are going to go back to 
a lot of running backs going in the first round this year. Because yeah, I think and it's right. going to be running back heavy right at the beginning of that. I think so you're right. uh, that'll be interesting to see, and I'm definitely looking forward to the the upcoming draft. It's always a ton of fun. But uh, so we've got. Uh, just a couple more things to touch on here, and we've got some end of the season awards for fantasy. And so I just kind of went back and, and looked at some of the picks. Um, and the best value draft pick, there's quite a few nominations here. Um, Michael Crabtree went in round five to pace, round five, and he ended up being a wide receiver 10. He was the 10th best wide receiver, and he got him in round five. That's pretty that's, good. Yeah, for a wide receiver, that's that's really good. That's pretty good. And then, but then you keep looking, and Suggs got Michael Thomas in round nine. And he was right behind Crabtree at number 11 that's, that's in round nine. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then I and then I see Dak Prescott. You guys got him in round 14. Yeah, and the thing is, we didn't even really use Dak that much. I, I know that's ridiculous and, and, and dumb, but, we, I mean, we have Ben Roethlisberger, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we got him in round 14. He was a QB6. Yeah, just like what uh, Jeff was saying. I mean, don't get QBs until late. Well, that and everybody was afraid that Tony Romo was – Oh, going yeah, to come back yeah, and then yeah. take over. And, I mean, people didn't believe in him. I'm yeah, sure. but, man, QB6 in round 14, that's huge. Um, and then uh, Jordan on one has drafted uh, Marcus Mariota in round 12. He was a QB9 and then yeah. traded him to pace for a bag of chips, bag as of I chips. like to say, yeah. uh, and Andre Ellington. <laughs> and then uh, and then here's, here's two more. You got Jamison Crowder. Who was a last round pick by Ryan Risher? Unbelievable. Ryan Risher. Unbelievable. I, we should probably talk to him sometime and ask him what he's doing. I bet he doesn't know. He but he just picked Crowder. He probably doesn't. He probably doesn't. He was a he was a wide receiver eighteen. I was sitting beside Risher in the draft, and he was just pulling stuff out of the hat. It was it was unbelievable. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> there's no telling what he was thinking at that time. I feel like he was changing his pants one time around the door. Do you remember that? Yeah, he was like I calling out names. Yeah. And it's just you know. Um, but anyways, he got Jamison Crowder last round pick, and he was a wide receiver eighteen. That's crazy. Everybody's tuned last, out at that last point. Round, he was not uh, now he did not hold on to him. I think Jake ended up with him. I don't know if he traded him. I did not yeah. go back and look at all the transactions, but I know Jake ended up with uh, Crowder. So, but regardless, that's great value Absolutely. in round twenty three, uh, getting a wide receiver eighteen. And then you had Devonte Adams, um, round twenty pick, and he wound up being a, a wide receiver thirteen. Devontae Adams. That's pretty that's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, those wide receivers are unbelievable. Yeah. And Chase ended – I can't remember if Chase drafted him, but I know Chase ended up with him. So who off that list do you think is – who would you give the best value draft pick award to looking at that list? I think it's got to be between um, Pace and, honestly, I think, you know, getting Dak in the 14th round. I mean, I know that's us. I know that's myself. But um, I think – but I think it would – ultimately go to pace with Crabtree. I think he, I mean, getting him in round five and him being a top ten wide receiver, that's pretty crazy. That is really good. Uh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to have to give it, I think I want to have to give it to um, Suggs because he gets the guy right behind Crabtree in round nine. Yeah, and I mean, just to think about how many wide receivers went in between Oh yeah, the first and the ninth round. Yeah. I mean, and to get a wide receiver ranked in the you know number eleven, I, almost anybody on that list, and there's probably more. You know, I just yeah, didn't get a chance yeah. to sit there and go through them all. But um, 
I'll give it to Suggs with Michael Thomas. That was a great pick for him. And Michael Thomas will go a lot earlier this year. Um, so next award we're going to give is the bust of the year uh, candidate. I, and I, I'm on this. We are on this. Uh, our team is on yes. this big time. We've got um, Todd Gurley, and he was eighth overall with IDP Suck. He wound up being a running back 18. So, you know who was better than him? Who? Isaiah Crowell. Wow. I mean, wow. That's just gross. I mean, just thinking about yeah, that, that's, that's awful. unbelievable. That's awful. Unbelievable. Um, and the thing was, he was healthy. Like, Gurley was healthy, and he was just, I don't know, the, unbelievable. And Hawkins, um, yeah, he was. Jake picked him number six overall. Um,. I don't know what the deal was there. He started looking good, though, towards the end of the season with a different quarterback. Um, we took Jamal Charles in round four. Yeah. It's just a waste. Yeah. Um, Des Bryant went 12th overall. He I didn't went, realize he was the number 34 the wide receiver. Wide receiver 34 is, at 12th overall that is crazy. in the first round. That's unbelievable. So, And then you guys, uh, unfortunately, got AP number four overall and uh, went down due to... The, the injury, so there's yeah. nothing you can really. And what's crazy too is no matter what, because we were either, we were t- we were torn between either going Gurley or going Adrian Peterson. So oh man, no, what anyway we would have been well, been a bust. So yeah. Anyway. So anyways, uh, out of that list, I think Gurley's got to be. The, I think he's got to be the biggest bust just because like he was he was supposed to be so good and he didn't get hurt. Yeah, let's do this. Let's say bust of the year for a healthy player in a and a um, or a, an injured player. And then a non-injured player. Yeah. So for injury-wise, I would probably give it to AP oh, yeah. with you guys fourth overall. But non-injury, you there's also we got a we drafted Allen Robinson. I yeah. think in the second round. I don't know where that guy ended up, um, but he wasn't that great either. But just looking at that list, it, it's got to be either Gurley or Hopkins, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that. In my opinion, I think it's girly just because he had so much built up hype and Yeah, he did. He looked good last year. So So anyways, all right, let's give it to Gurley. We'll give it to Gurley. Um your fantasy MVP, I don't think there's any question that it is David Johnson. Um I was looking at the stats of this guy. Do you realize how good he was this past year? I didn't look at all the stats, but I'm just uh, you've got some stats on here right now and it's I didn't realize he had eight hundred and forty one reception yards. Yes. Un- just reception yards. That's unbelievable. Seventy seven receptions, eight hundred and forty one yards at the end of week sixteen, which is all that matters for us in our league. Um like an equivalent wide receiver. He had one more reception than Julio Jones. That's crazy. He was number eighteen. In, in receptions for wide receivers in our league. Um, so you're getting a, a great wide receiver and a great running back all in one. He finished with 405.40 points. Um, second was Zeke with 326. That's that is a, huge. That is a huge difference. Yeah, that's almost a 100-point difference. I mean, that's crazy. It's unbelievable um, seeing that big of a difference. I know sometimes I look at the the league leaders and seeing that big of a gap between running backs is almost unheard of. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to go to David yeah. Johnson. I mean, it, without a doubt, there's no question. And so Jordan, I wanted in made the right pick. That guy stayed healthy for him and Hey, he got to the final four in our, uh, in our league. So, uh, David Johnson was a huge part of that. And then we're going to move along to the waiver wire pickup of the year. Uh, there's no question about that. I, there's two, there's two people. I, I know, I know, I know there's but, two people I found Tyree kill. And Jordan Howard. 
I still think Tyreek Hill. I mean, the unbelievable. You got to give it. I think you got to give it to Tyreek Hill because that's who Jeff won with in our league. Yeah, that I mean, was he, huge. And he had the the least amount of points he had was like nine points or eight points. Yeah. I mean, he had and I mean he had thirty points. He had twenty points. I mean, I mean it's unbelievable. He just. I mean, he's a wide receiver number six. Yeah, ended up being the sixth best wide receiver in our league, and Jeff Gall picks him up. Um, it's just unbelievable how well that he did, uh, especially with the Chiefs. So he will be interesting to watch next year. That guy's going to go very early, probably to one of the Gauls, if I had to guess. I would think There's so. Gonna, he's going to go to one of the Gauls. Um, and then we have Jordan Howard, who we picked up and uh, had to trade in a little bit of a miscue of a trade. Uh, it wound up being the ninth best That's crazy. running back. That's unbelievable, too. Uh, so this, this stuff is just crazy. It, it just shows you how un, how fantasy football is not predictable at all. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we'll give it to Tyreek Hill as your, your waiver wire pickup of the year. Um, but I guess that about does it for us for this episode. So, um, thanks to everybody who played. It was a great year. Um, I think... Everybody had a lot of fun. I think the podcast this year was was really good. Um, yeah, and I, I enjoyed listening to it. So. Yeah, it's good to have you closing it out here. You know, shutting yeah, the door. That's so right. That's right. We will uh, we'll start going to once a month from this point until we get closer to the draft, probably coming up in August or September, and we will uh, set that date as soon as we can, and hopefully have it at Team Side and everything again this year. So uh, be sure we'll be doing the Super Bowl pick thing as well on on Facebook. And that's where you guys make your picks as soon as the playoff brackets are made. And then whoever wins that gets an extra life for the pre-draft meeting where we'll put your name back in after it's been picked. So will that be put off next week? Yeah, as soon as it's released, uh, hopefully I'll put it out and um, everybody can make their picks and we'll see who gets extra life. But anyways, uh, thanks everybody for playing this year. It was a lot of fun. We hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And hopefully we will just continue to get better with it uh, as we go on. But, uh, again, thanks for everybody for playing, and we will see you guys at the pre-draft meeting. That's right. And don't forget, don't forget, get it right or pay the price.